an autism rocks and roll spinoff. It's okay. Nobody lives a life where every day is okay. A podcast by Gina Mitchell. What does this even mean? In short, it means we all have challenges, strengths, deficits, weaknesses, abilities, disabilities, and yes, sometimes it's a struggle to get through the day. We've all been there. I am here to tell you it's going to be okay and that nobody lives a life where every day is always okay. Families that have differently abled kiddos, listen on. I don't have all the answers, but I have some. Mom to mom or mom to human. I wanna help you embrace those quirks that all children have and know quirks and out of the box thinkers are the ones that change the world. What am I an expert in? Our story, my friends. Please see your pediatrician or physician for any medical concerns you may have for yourself, your child, your client, or your student. be thinking, who is this lady and where did she come from? I am the proud mama of Sam Mitchell, autism advocate, international speaker, TEDx speaker, executive director of Autism Rocks and Rolls Corporation, podcaster, writer, blogger, and now a third-year college student majoring in broadcasting. So before you listen to this episode, head on over to the podcasting platform of your choice and download Autism Rocks and Rolls with Sam Mitchell and give it a listen. You will not be sorry. And just sarcastically complimenting it. Like, for example, they could say, did you need to get a haircut that makes your head look like a salad bowl? Now, you see, they're just blunt because they don't like the haircut, but because they're your friend, they're just going to make a joke out of you, basically. But bluntness can come across in bad ways, too. You can rub a person that you're very confrontational when you're really not. You're just a blunt human being, but that can risk someone, you can rub someone the wrong way and that. Better late than never, huh? Gina Mitchell here, and I am back with the second episode of my podcast. It's okay. Nobody lives a life where every day is okay. An autism rocks and rolls spinoff. Life happens, but here I am to talk to you pointedly, honestly, and hopefully, helpfully. If you haven't checked out Sam's podcast, Autism Rocks and Rolls, which plays on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, please do that first and then revisit mine. His episode number 102, Honesty versus Bluntness, it's one of his earlier episodes and it's only nine minutes long, so go listen. As a reminder, I'm Gina Mitchell, very proud mama to Sam Mitchell, who is a podcaster, TEDx speaker, international motivational speaker, executive director of Autism Rocks and Rolls Corporation, a blogger, a writer, and a third-year college student studying broadcasting, all with autism, mind you. He is not only breaking down barriers and showing what those on the spectrum can do rather than what they cannot do, but he's on his way to build an even bigger nonprofit with a board of directors. Sam is the face of our company, but he represents everyone on the autism spectrum that feels excluded, invisible, and untalented. Sam shows us every day that we are all human beings, and technically, we are all disabled in some form or fashion. Everyone should be given a chance to shine, autism or not. So parents, especially with children or even adult children on the spectrum, know that kids can be way too honest sometimes or even inappropriately blunt. 
We spend lots of our parenting time encouraging our kids to be honest. But then when they are, we say, oh my God, don't say that. Those on the spectrum get confused and it gets tough for a parent to explain the middle. There's no middle part for someone on the spectrum. It's this or that or black and white. They don't understand the concept of just be honest sometimes. But then honesty can turn into inappropriate bluntness that hurts people's feelings. So just go figure that out. It's simple. They can't, especially not without help, training, and resources. Honestly, I have heard my son say many times, I don't have time to sugarcoat this. Small talk is unnecessary. I love sharing information, but I don't know how. And it seems easier to just stick to the facts. When a person on the autism spectrum is brutally honest and can come across as abrasive and even rude, you have to remember it's usually not intentional. With this episode, I hope to help parents tackle challenges that often exist all throughout the life of someone on the spectrum. I will tell you what I did because honestly, it would have helped if somebody had told me. Remember, I'm not an expert, only an expert in our story, and hopefully I can tell you what worked for us. First and foremost, my son Sam has often heard me say, I understand that this is hard for you, but you do not get a free pass because you have autism. Whether Sam likes it or not, if he is honest with his teacher and it comes across as disrespectful, there will be consequences. He does not get to do this repeatedly just because he has autism. If Sam is sitting at a lunch table in high school and his friends are talking about Pokemon and he doesn't want to talk about that, he's really not allowed to interrupt the conversation and say, hey, this is boring. Can we talk about something else? His friends may not be his friends for much longer. If Sam is at college and when someone doesn't want to be friends with him, if Sam is at college and when someone doesn't want to be friends with him and he doesn't leave them alone, he's 21. There'll be consequences, sometimes even legal ones. If Sam's dad is trying to talk to him about something important and Sam is on his phone and he's watching a YouTube video, he doesn't get to say, hey dad, I don't care about that right now. This is not okay with his dad and comes across as disrespectful. I give you these examples because along with many other stories I could tell you, they are true to a point. To respect Sam's privacy, I won't go into detail, but there have been times where we have had to say to Sam, I understand that you're not trying to be rude and you're just being honest and maybe you're even being a little blunt, but you were rude in the process and this is not okay. We need to work on strategies and use provided resources to act more respectfully. The key for our son was resources. He needed them and we continue to give him what he needs to be successful, just as a parent of a neurotypical child would. However, he doesn't get to be inappropriate, disrespectfully blunt, or honest when it's not time to be. Children learn this as they get older. Those on the spectrum have to be specifically taught to, quote, read the room. First, children on the autism spectrum deserve to have a conversation about the difference between appropriate and inappropriate. Neurotypical children learn that often on their own by reading facial expressions and body language from those around us. This does not come so easily for those on the spectrum. The area of their brain is wired differently and may not be as developed. As their parents, family members, or guardians, you may have to say, sometimes, unfortunately, they've already said it, and you have to use it as a teachable moment and help them to do better next time. You might have to say, okay, if it's true and inappropriate to say, encourage your children to ask themselves these questions. Could what I say hurt a person's feelings, even though it's true? If you look around the room before you say it, is what you're going to say, does it match your environment? Are you going to say something to someone with authority that honestly has the control or is the, quote, boss of the room? What kind of reaction might the people around you have if you say that? 
Or is my comment totally necessary right now or can it wait? Sam used a mental checklist in his mind. And one time I even wrote these down for him and he studied them. Something that happened very recently to my son is a prime example of this and the situation could have been prevented if he had asked himself these questions. First, Sam got upset about something in college and wanted to talk to his friend about it. She was still in class. So he chose to go to the building where her class was and pace and pace and pace in the lobby. He was visibly upset, so this made the lady behind the desk uncomfortable, as it should have. He was asked to leave because, quote, he was making people uncomfortable. He wasn't clear why he wasn't allowed to walk in that building. It was a public place, right? I said to him and I asked him, stand in her shoes. Would you have wondered why someone was pacing visibly upset right in front of you? Did she know you? No. Could she have assumed that you might be a violent person? Yes. Was what you were doing, did it match your environment? A quiet lobby where most people are sitting, studying on their laptops, reading, or on their phones? Were you in charge there? No, she was. She had every right to ask you to leave. How did those trying to have quiet time feel as you paced back and forth? Do you think it was distracting to them? Probably. Where else could you have waited or walked if you needed to? Around campus? On the track at the fitness center and then texted her when she got out of class? On another note, Sam walks around campus quite often with his headphones, and he probably does some dancing. He wondered why he could do that but not pace in the lobby. We compared them. How big are the spaces? One is much bigger than the other. If you make someone uncomfortable while you dance, you are moving. You are not in a small cramped area. People can freely move. Nobody is in charge if you are simply taking a walk. You are allowed. Another time, Sam was in fourth grade. The classroom was very quiet. The expectation was for the kids to be quietly working on a worksheet. The teacher and the teacher's aide were quietly talking right behind Sam, and it was distracting him. He proceeded to turn around, and he said, You are distracting me. Can you please stand over there? He was held accountable for the poor decision, flipped his cart to black, and had to sweep the elementary hallways. I supported her decision 100%. Again, I asked him, Were you in charge of the room? No. Say it back to me and listen to yourself say it. Did it sound rude in any way? What else could you have said? Maybe, I'm having a hard time focusing here at my desk. Could I move to a beanbag? I need help with my worksheet. Or can I take a brain break and go get a drink of water? Once we would have these conversations, he seemed to understand better. And then he could use that conversation and his new mental resources to do better next time. If I had a nickel for every time Sam heard me say, hey, read the room. I would probably be very rich, but you have to remember, you may have to explain what reading the room means, and that's okay. This leads me to my next thought. We use our children's experiences as teachable moments so they can learn what is appropriate and inappropriate and to do better next time. Communication will become more natural. People on the autism spectrum learn differently as we all do. Some might create mental pictures of your explanations in their brains. Some might file the sentences in a filing cabinet. Some might be auditory and recall the conversations when needed. And some might need to move or role play to understand how to use past examples to help them for future conversations, situations, or challenges. I tell my students and Sam all the time, don't be stuck with your current frustration for too long. Accept it. Own up to it and do better next time. Resources are there for you for a reason. Use them, whether it be your parents, your church, your athletic outlets, your mentors, your IEP, your accommodations, your teachers, your counselors, or even technology. I do remember helping Sam through conversations when I was there or even if I wasn't there. As parents, we have to do that. Be mindful and obviously pay attention. If your child is in a group of people 
watch their interaction. I know I did, and it helped me when Sam asked me questions later. I remember Sam sitting in the passenger seat in the car when coming home from school. He would often have a hard time understanding what people meant when they reacted to what he said. He couldn't tell if they were being sarcastic, if they were upset with him, confused with what he said, or generally happy to see him. I would often ask, well, how did she stand? What did she do with her hands? Did she raise her eyebrows? Did her eyes get big? Or did she raise her voice? It got to the point where I would encourage him to look for those things when I wasn't there. I may have included, did they approach you? Did they walk away from you after you spoke? If they laughed, do you think it was sincere? Why? Let me hear how they laughed. This might sound overdramatic to some, but when you're raising a child on the spectrum, your parenting gets very real, creative, and these conversations become necessary if your child and the rest of the family is going to function. One thing I did with Sam was lots of prepping, practice, and even role-playing at times. If you know ahead of time that your child is going to be in a situation that might be confusing for them, they might have lots of opportunities to be blunt, maybe too blunt, or even be around people that might not understand them. Get them ready. Explain the places that they will be going. Give them examples of what could happen and how to respond to specific situations that might come up and maybe even role play with them. For example, I know that Aunt Margie usually wears dresses that are too small for her. That's okay and we already know that. There is no need to bring that up. If you would like to say something nice about Aunt Margie's dress, what could you say that was nice? Or, okay, we're going to be seeing somebody that you may have heard me say that I don't care for very much. We don't need to say that to them. Remember, we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And also remember, we don't have to share everything. We honestly don't have to say anything about it. It's not necessary. Again, he does not get a free pass because he has autism. Autism or not, if he tells the person that we will be around that mom doesn't like them, the outcome is the same. It will still hurt their feelings. I have also always told Sam, if you get in a situation and after a conversation feel as though you have been inappropriate, if the time is right, be honest. Tell whoever is around you, I'm sorry if I was offensive. I have autism and I work on that every day. All humans have to work on something and people that understand will be more cordial and understanding. In our speaking engagement travels, we have had the privilege to meet lots of impressive people that work hard every day to recognize the talents of their clients but to help them live successfully in this crazy world. I would like for my listeners to check out Jeff Hancock and his wife, Carolyn, in Port St. Lucie, Florida. They both are employed at EmployU and work as transition service coordinators. The clients work in public settings, but Jeff and Carolyn help employers provide accommodations that will allow employees to work in public. I heard him talk about a young man that had Tourette's that wanted to continuously spit in the air at work. Well, he couldn't do that. Although this behavior was something he couldn't help, and it was part of his brain wiring. Jeff talked to the employer, and this young man was allowed to carry a small squirt bottle. And when he felt the need, he squirted it up in the air. It solved the problem, and he was able to work. Armando Bernal, an ABA therapist out of Texas, does something similar. He works to do the same thing for his clients, create strategies and ideas as to how his clients can exist in a public society. Jeff and Armando are not changing them. They are using their talents and skills and adjusting or adding something to help them. Armando is on the autism spectrum and is the only ABA service center and individual in Texas that is run by someone actually on the spectrum. I do believe that these strategies could be carried over to educators or other professionals when teaching students, as well as employers that are hiring those on the spectrum. Students and employees still need resources, often accommodations to learn differently, 
And a lot of these questions that I have asked Sam throughout his life could be used in a teacher's or employer's dialogue to their students or workers. Those on the spectrum often need help when reading the room or if they are questioning if they are being too honest in all different environments. What it boils down to is Sam has autism and like all other humans needs resources, help, advice, and things put into place to survive and be successful at home, at school, in public, or at work. Although being too honest or too blunt does not come easy for those on the spectrum, with resources, things can be easier. I am in no way, shape, or form encouraging that we change a person on the spectrum. I'm not encouraging at all that we change their identity, their personality, their skills, their talents. We don't want that to be taken away from anybody, especially those on the spectrum. Autism Rocks and Rolls Corporation, both podcasts, and my son himself wants people to embrace themselves, be proud of their skills, and never think that autism is a doomsday curse. It's not. However, to survive in this world, all people have to understand the difference between appropriate and inappropriate, what we can do as human beings to be kind, autistic or not, and figure out ways to live harmoniously with the human race that is a chaotic, beautiful ball of talents skills, and beauty. With you, I can be sad with you. Just take my hand and fly where the skies are so clear. With you, I want to stay with you. Listen to Autism Rocks and Rolls podcast on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Sam Mitchell is not only a well-known podcaster, but a motivational speaker as well. Hire him today to speak at autism conferences, school convocations, or even work functions. If you're interested in volunteering with Autism Rocks and Rolls Corporation, being an intern, or just being involved, let us know as well. If you are a company that would like to explore collaboration with Autism Rocks and Rolls, then give us a shout as well. Or maybe you're just interested and want to know more about our podcast, our materials, and our corporation. You can reach us at info at autismrocksandrolls.com, or you can always check out our website at www.autismrocksandrolls.com. Thanks, everybody.